Hello and welcome to Vic Friends Podcast. My name is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vic Friends Vitiligo Support Group. We are an international <laughs> Vitiligo Support Community and our podcast is celebrating 10 years. We're delighted to be doing this for this long wow. and we are now at 130 episodes. Today, it is my privilege and honor to be interviewing a dear friend from Nigeria. And before I get into that interview and talk a little about her journey with Vitiligo, we wanna let you know that today is World Vitiligo Day. Folks are celebrating all over the world. And today I got so emotional just not being with my family, my Vit family. So to those out there celebrating, do it, do it well, do it safe, enjoy it. We want to let you know also that our podcasts are being sponsored by My Vitiligo's team. And so here we are again, um, coming to you live from Boston with my dear friend from Nigeria. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you, I have her introduce herself. Meet Ogo, the brains behind World Vitiligo Day International, <laughs> globally, ladies and gentlemen. Meet Ogo. Hello, wow. Ogo. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Feels so wonderful to be here. Wow, and um, I'm happy we are doing this on World Vitiligo Day. Absolutely, yeah, it, 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 it is it, it, a joy, a privilege, a pleasure to have you, my dear sister, all the way across you. the ocean. What and who? Let's start there. Who? is Ogo. Tell us as much as you'd like to. Okay. Um, Ogo is, um, just like I would say, the girl next door, just um, one Nigerian um, middle-aged woman, yeah. My full name is Ogo Chinaemadwewesi. I am Nigerian from the eastern part of Nigeria. Um, yeah, a patient leader, the running Bitlego Support and Awareness Foundation for 16 years now. How time flies. Uh, I look back and I'm always like, where did time go, you know? And um, my vitiligo started, I, or, or rather I noticed it because I believe it must have started for a while before I noticed it on my lips in February 2005. So it's been a journey of um, how many years? I hope I'm not mistaken. That's um, 16, 17 years. Wow. I don't even know as I lose count. And you so said the keyword. You said the key word, your journey, because that's what we're talking about today. Your journey from the beginning to where yeah. we are today. So you first noticed it yeah. again, what year? February 2005. Five. Okay. Okay. Yes. You went to the doctor. Did they suggest yes. treatments? How did you go with that? Oh, wow. I have to remember the story because it's been a journey. It's been a long, long journey. Yes, when I noticed it, I first, um, first I thought I was reacting to something again because I have this very sensitive, delicate skin. I react to ordinary soap, body lotion. You know, it, it's been part of me, jewelries and all. So I thought at that moment I was reacting to something else. But then I felt, why is this turning white if I'm reacting to something? Mm -hmm. So I I went to see a doctor who said it's a fungal growth. And she gave me some, uh, I can't remember the name of that cream now to use, which I used for one month. 
favor. But then after then, it has come to my forehead. My forehead is where I have the oldest patch, and that's what is the patch I still have. And uh, this was after a month, so I decided to go see a dermatologist. But then I saw my cousin's family doctor. I had spoken with him. I called him on phone to tell him what was happening to me, but he didn't understand what I was saying because he didn't believe that could be happening to me. <laughs> so on this particular day, I was walking out of my cousin's house and he was coming in. You know, he happened to be their family doctor at the time. And immediately he saw me, he just went, no, 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 this is not happening. So you can imagine a doctor saying this to you. So right. it, was, it was just like a death sentence. And I'm, I was like, at that point, wow. Um, I know I'm in for something. But before this time, I had been reading so much about vitiligo on, um, on the internet. But if you agree with me, by then, 2005, we didn't have much on the internet like we do have exactly. today. You know, then exactly. it was all scary, scary stuff. It was all like, whatever you're living with is going to kill you. You know, it was just scary stuff that we had on the internet then. But listen, so when I asked him, okay. to that, did you know anything about vitiligo or was there any family history? Nothing. No. I didn't I didn't know nothing about vitiligo. But meanwhile, my mother's cousin is is was and is actually living with vitiligo, you know, till now. But I didn't know I the funny thing is that even when I see her, I, I never looked at her like you know, I would just look like Chai. Who knows what happened to her? Then I go, I move on, I never, you know, kind of sit down to you know, or to stare or something. I know me to be very inquisitive from when I was small, but I never asked her for one day, Auntie, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. Right? So it was, um, as I was saying about the doctor. So when he said that, I was like, Doctor, if you're saying this, so what? He now said, Oh, no, God, I don't mean it that way. I said, But you already said it. I mean, right. what else are you trying to, you know, my. More like damage control. So I was like, what are you trying? He said, well, I know you to be an internet video online and read about it. I said, well, I have been reading. I need someone to tell me what this is. Mm -hmm. Because then mine progressed so fast. And you know, I have the segmental pattern. So I will wake up and there's a new patch and I will wake up and there's a new patch. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, it didn't start progressing that fast immediately. It was after, I think it was, I noticed it February, by April. That was when it went, um, you know, it started going that, you know. Mm. So he now said I should go and read it up. He was the one now that told me, okay, that I should go to the teaching hospital. I went, got a referral, and I went to see the doctors. No, it was not nice. It was not a nice experience at all. Oh, you know, nobody, none of them could tell me anything. They just, you know, went in to see. And what I say, unfortunately, I met with the foremost dermatologist in Nigeria, a professor. Mm -hmm. She didn't say anything to me. You know, they were just talking to themselves. But because I had read about it and I know I had come to know the name vitiligo, mm -hmm. so I could hear them saying vitiligo. And, you know, I tried to ask questions, but I mean, none of them said anything. I'm glad that that has improved. You know, the doctor-patient uh, relationship, not what it's supposed to be at all here, yeah, but it has improved from what it used to be. Mm -hmm. So they just scribbled that on the paper and then they took me to the next room. They, were, they had to take my medical history. And I kept asking the man, please, can you tell me what is happening to me? Yes, yes. And he just said to me, no, I'm here to take your medical history. I don't know anything about that. Wow. Wow. Right. 
So after that, I came out, you know, we were supposed to sit down somewhere because every the teaching hospital, you get to their skin clinic days, you get to see a whole lot of people. You have to actually get there by 5 a.m. to be the first 80 yeah. before you will be seen otherwise. And I tried, I think it was on the third attempt that I was able to be one of the first 80. <laughs> because, you know, people, the, the, the clinic days, people, people get there like 4 a.m. Wow. You know, and I mean, I live in Lagos and it's not so safe to leave that early, early, and especially when you're not driving. I wasn't driving then. Right. So um, one of the dermatologists now came to me and uh, was taking pictures. And I was like, why are you taking pictures? I've been trying to get someone to explain to me mm -hmm. what this thing is. She said to me, wow. Oga, you are not the first and you're not going to be the last. It is not a death sentence. And I was like, what is this supposed to mean? That's not the answer. I wake up, <laughs> you know, so I wake up every day and I'm turning white. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite dark skinned and on. I'm turning white and nobody's giving me an explanation. Right. If I don't get the explanation here, where do I get it from? Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was, they, they prescribed some medications. One of it is catalog injection. I will never forget it because the, the reaction of that injection, oh, when I look back, I'm always like, thank God I'm alive. You know, thank God, maybe I'm alive to just talk about vitiligo because it was something else. No test was run, no nothing. They just gave me the injection and them. But I know I react to injections and all, but I felt I am in a teaching hospital. So if it's something that is going to be bad, they, they may have, they are supposed to have told me. Right. But nobody told me nothing. Mm. So when the reaction started, for one month, it was something else. Mm. What I mean, it was something else. It was something else. Like when I sit in a place for up to 30 minutes, all my joints get stiff. Like I won't be able to move my joints. It was terrible. When I lie down to sleep, I, I stopped sleeping. For that one month, I was scared of sleeping, was scared of become, becoming paralyzed. You know, when I, I stay one place like 30 minutes, I lie down. To get down, I will have to move myself like a snake to get to the edge of the bed, throw myself down. And with all the cracking in the world, you know, my bones, screams and I will be crying then I will get my joints working again so it was it was something else for that one month and then my menstruation that that month was the darkest blood it was purely 100% black wow and I kept wondering how can my how can I be my why can it be this dark blood what is happening to me right. you know but then a cousin of my mother again who lives in the U.S. practices as a nurse was around then for her daughter's wedding so somehow I just went to her. She was the only one I just felt she might be able to tell me something. Mm -hmm. So I just went to her to explain this. And I said, something is happening to me that I can't explain it. I don't know what is happening. Mm -hmm. but, be but before now, I never thought it was the injection. It never came to mind. So it was when my auntie was now asking me, there's something in your system. Think. What did you eat? Did you take... You know, she was just asking me, what medications are you taking? And well, I said, I'm not taking any... Okay, I think I remember I had the medications they gave me in my bag. So mm -hmm. I brought it out, gave her. She said, no, this cannot cause that. Mm -hmm. She was like, remember, until she now said, did you take any injections in the last ah. three weeks, two weeks? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. She said, what injection? And I told her. So she was like, did they run any tests before they gave you that? How did they give you that? I said, well, they just gave me that. I went to the, uh, I went to the pharmacy there, you know, and they gave me the injection. And oh, and she, she just said she's going to be blunt with me. She said, okay, this might go out of your system or you might wake up and that's it. You might not be able to use your joints again. So you can imagine. Ooh. So I was like, what? 
Yeah, she told me that she was that blonde. Wow. So, but I'm 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 grateful to God because that oh, yes. within as it was yeah. as it was getting to about I think it was about uh, I think it was about 40 or 30 35 days, you know, after that. I noticed that I could, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that steep anymore. Mm-hmm. I could get up yeah. easier than you know, and that way. Yeah. And that way that um, I got myself back again. But the funniest thing that happened was that I went for my next appointment. And this was in July 2005. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they asked me some questions. It's a teaching hospital, so you get to see student doctors and all. And I remember them saying, asking me, do you want to take this? And I'm like, almost all the medications they were asking me about. No, no, they didn't ask me if I want to take. They mentioned one, and I told them I wouldn't take that. And they were like, wow, you know, more amongst themselves, this one has a choice, kind of. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I have read about that uh, medication they just mentioned. And... I don't think the, the adverse effect is something else. I don't want to take it. Right. And then I started calling, you know, some medications. Do you want to take this? Since you seem to know too much. I said, it's not knowing too much. I mean, it's my body. I, I, I should be able to tell you if I want to yes, take this so or no. not. I am scared. Right. You know, and this was this was after I shared my experience with this catalog injection with them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even say anything. They didn't say anything like, oh, 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 oh what happened? Were you tested? Or, no, they just continued to mention other ones. So I said, no, I'm not going to take that. Good for you. Lo and behold, what they could do for me was to prescribe what again? Canalog injection. No way. Yes. Prescribed it again. So I looked, I didn't even look at the paper because at this point I was just like, okay, say whatever you want to say, write whatever you want to write and give me. I'm going out of here. I had decided that. So when they gave me the prescription, I didn't look at it. It was when I was working out of the compound that I looked at it and was like, what? No Can way. Can I plug injection again? So I turned and looked at the clinic and I said, I will not be back here for this same case of vitiligo. It might be for something else. But no, for me, my life means nothing to you guys. That was what I just said. And that was it. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing to say that I haven't seen a dermatologist since July 2005 of my vitiligo. Apart from the doctors I see when I'm out there, right. we'll talk about it, share experiences and all. So I've right. continued to learn more about it, about my body, of what can help me, you know, build my immune system and live a better life. So that's what it's been like. Because that experience, no, I don't want to have it again. Oh my goodness, Ogo. I've never heard yeah. anything like that. <laughs> and the the... The mere fact that you are able to speak up for yourself and to say, no, yeah. I don't want yeah. that anymore. Oh my God. Kudos yeah. to you. Yeah. We would probably not Thank have known you. you. It probably would have taken you out from among us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So I am I'm grateful for still being here. Oh, you yes. know? I am but grateful. Let, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're here. From the 2005 um, getting... Um, familiar with this vitiligo how was relationships and friendship did people turn away from you because you now have this new thing oh yes <laughs> of course of course i was i was um, i mean i don't even know how to explain it yes even family uh. you know um yes you know there's this thing i have learned about people people telling you things from the place of love yes but to you to you is actually something that is depressing you. It's actually some kind of bad energy. And mm-hmm. I try to say it to people. Yeah, my, my siblings were coming from the place of love. My mother especially yes. would, you know, when I sit down, she comes to me and like cover it. It's showing people are seeing it and mm-hmm. all. She wasn't mm-hmm. helping me. 
Right. But she told me that with me, right? So for me, that was coming from place of love. She was feeling ashamed of the whole thing. Why my daughter? Why must mm -hmm. it be her? Mm -hmm. You know, so tongues we are bagging, people we are already talking. Um, they said uh, a whole lot that I probably wanted to snatch someone's husband and um, they now cost me. Um, I must have eaten some, something my family forbids. You know, there's a whole lot of oh, um, yes. oh, yes. beliefs, beliefs around here in Africa and in my country, Nigeria, about these things. And it happens with anything we do not know about. about so yes. I, I guess it was, it was, even though people still believe that it did, but I guess it was much more because um, nothing was known about it. I remember being accused for trying to be famous with Michael Jackson's name. These are, these are not... No, no way. These, these, these accusations were not coming from... We're not coming from the, the people, say, the illiterates or something. These are coming from the elites. These are coming from the educated ones. Wow. That feels, you know, so much goes. I remember one day talking about it on the TV and my friend was waiting out. Mm -hmm. And no, no, no. We were somewhere, so they were playing it on TV. I, I think I had gone to do something. I wasn't there with them. And they all went and were discussing me. She tried to bleach her skin and it backfired. Instead of her to accept it, she's there giving us all these cook and stories. A whole lot. I mean, yes, even in relationships, of course, it did. Yes. It did, it did um, happen. I remember my the guy I was dating then walking away. But mm -hmm. claiming it wasn't because of the vitiligo until I saw him five years later. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh God, I have been looking for a way to, at this point we are not dating anymore. So, so he said, I've been looking for a way to see you, that you lied to me. And that this, I was like, I lied to you, how? He said, I never told him that vitiligo is contagious. I'm like, okay, so I can't see vitiligo on you. Do you mean you contacted it for me? Then I infected you with vitiligo. He started laughing and said, oh God, it was actually a dream I had. I almost died. <laughs> and, he said, <laughs> and he said in the dream, he saw himself. It was just his hand turning white and he was so mad. Look at how Ogo has deceived me because I was always around her. I am. That was when he told me, oh, I'm glad I walked away from you. I was like, oh wow. But he told me that you didn't, it wasn't because of um, right. vitiligo that we broke up. So he told you that I said, but okay, you were the one that walked away. I actually walked away because it was getting too, I don't want to use the word toxic, but it was becoming something else. Mm -hmm. So then I now said, oh, so it was actually, he said, yes, it's one of the confessions I want to make now. I was so afraid of this man. I know you are a strong person, but the way you were turning white, I was just, and I think a family member that saw me was like, no, stay away. You understand? Yeah. But yeah. I never really want to bring it up, but I knew that was what happened at all. So I walked away, and I was, for him, I, for him, he was somebody I so wanted to be with. Yeah. But what I now learned from that one was, isn't it better he walked away? Mm -hmm. Isn't it better that this thing happened to me before we met? That's right. What if, if we had been together and we had gotten to a level beyond just being in a relationship, probably maybe just tying the knots, and he mm -hmm. now walked away because of something happening to me? Mm -hmm. I know that would break me. So oh, yeah. I'm now just like, and that, was, that is what I keep telling people. Let them see you for whom you are. Let them see you for how you are now. That's it. It wants me fine. It don't want me fine. I don't want a situation whereby um, suddenly something happens and they say, yeah. So I had different cases. I was in a, in a business center someday to, you know, to print some documents and make some photocopies. And this was a lost man. 
just started talking. Come, young girl, what happened to you? Why are you? Why do you have white touches all over you? Wow. And you know, and and at, and at this point, I was yet to get to that point where where I have accepted myself. Where you know, I was yet to get to that, but it was still. Today you are feeling a bit okay. Tomorrow you lock yourself up. Right. But then I, I, I was out of job and I needed a job, so it was uh, something uh, for job that we went for. So we needed to, I think, get a photocopy and CVs or something. We needed to do some, get some documents. So that was what I went. The message is coming to my phone. I hope they can remove. They can remove the sound. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Okay, so he was talking like he was talking. I, I tried to ignore him. I did ignore him to an extent. Then he got up and brushed my face like, are you not the one I'm talking to? So he actually wanted me to respond. Mm. Why would he be talking to me? And I'm giving him attitude like, when you finish talking, close your mouth. He came to me and brushed my, you know, and Wow, that was what I thought. Leave me alone. And the next thing I could do was just to cry. Mm. And as I cried, you know, I was forcing myself not to cry. I was trying to be strong, but it was too much because he had said so much. Who knows what you have done? Why would mm. this be happening to you, a young lady like you and all? And he, 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 thank God for one woman he planted there for me. And the woman got up and was like, why would you touch? What is the meaning of that? Why, right. you know, Good. the woman went and was... And the man was asking the woman, is she your daughter? What's your business? The woman said, it's my business because she's a human being. And she's like, you don't have to touch her. What is that? You don't even have to talk to her uh, like that. Why are you saying that? But anyway, I used the opportunity of all the shoutings because the answer exchanging words. I used the opportunity to run away. But unfortunately, I couldn't go back to the place I was trying to get a job. I just had to go home and cry myself to sleep and then um, all of that, you know? Yeah. But I mean, these experiences are uh, oh, the yeah. things that um, made us who we are. And uh, quite, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember a whole lot negative experiences, you know. Um, well, you one, know, we one won't of, even dwell on the negative experience. You just sharing all of that is letting us see a different side of Ogo. We, we're so familiar oh, yes. with the strong Ogo, but to yes. hear things that you've been through man it's it's amazing and you're still standing by the grace of god yes so tell yeah, me you, you know what when, okay. when you when you um when did you first felt the need for a support group and was there one that you could go to in your area okay um i think it was that same that first time i went to the teaching hospital Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if I would say, but I saw another lady who had um, her own just, um, I don't know, what, 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 whatever I talk about her own, it makes me laugh, but I'm not supposed to be laughing because it's just part, half of her nose and her upper lip. Wow. So like if she's fine and you're looking at her, you would think that she doesn't have a nose and upper lip, right? Mm. You know, because she's very dark skin and all. And I was excited when I saw her because I was like, okay. This is confirming to me that people in Nigeria actually live with this vitiligo. I mean, right. my first time in the hospital. So I tried to make friends with her. I tried for us to exchange numbers. Can we talk? You see, I have this condition. I have this condition and all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, she wasn't, you know, she didn't really respond positively. She was just like, she's not sure about that. So I tried to follow up after that. I called her on phone a few times. And the last time I spoke with her, she just said, my father said, it's not a medical team that I should come to the village, I mean, 
she should come home, you know, from her place and they want to get some traditional stuff to treat that. So she was asking me if I want to come with her. I said, no, I no, no. And this is, I saw you there, you saw me there. This is a medical thing, it has a name. And I have read online that it's a medical thing. I'm not going to any, right. any local, not like I'm my guest, but then I was just scared of, are, are they sure? Why would they, you know? So afterwards, I was still, you know, because I was turning, you know, uh, I was turning white, you know, by day. I was just on the lookout somehow. When I'm walking on the street, I was just on the lookout for, because I had seen her, I was just on the lookout for, there must be someone else. It can't be only me and her in this, you know, in this um, Lagos. I was always looking out. So I would see some people. I remember the next person I saw, I just woke up to her story. What you have is it vitiligo or Betmark? Like, what's vitiligo? It's Betmark. I said, sorry. You know, so I walked away. I was embarrassed, but I, I don't know. Somehow I wanted to see mm -hmm. if I can find any other person living with it. So that particular day, I saw this um, young man. <laughs> I saw somebody, I saw somebody living with it. This time I was so sure that this is like all on his hands, his lips, his you know, face, all over him, his feet and all. So I walked up to him and I said, please, that I've been looking for someone else look, living with this condition. Is that what we have? Because I believe that for people who have been living with it for a while, mm -hmm. you understand, they will have some explanations. They will have something to say to me. Right, right. I embarrassed the living day like that of me. Will you get out of what nonsense is that? How can you be asking me that kind of question? Wow. I ran. Unfortunately, um, well, I say fortunately for me and unfortunately for him, it started raining in the next two minutes. And I ran into a place and he ran into the same place. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, when it's raining, you're looking for a shade, you know, because of the, you know, this kind of unannounced rain, you know, no sign or nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't have the weather report then like it, it is now, not like it's still perfect now. So we ran into the same place and immediately I saw her, I was a bit scared, like this guy that warned me before and I hope he's not going to, you know, try to like, and before I knew, like three other or four other people came into the same place, and I was happy. I said, Oh, okay, there are some other people here. They will mm -hmm. help me if you try to. But instead of that, he just came closer to me to say he's sorry the way he oh, talked to me before nice. now. That he just doesn't like people ever asking him about his vitiligo. He's had this thing for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I screamed, I was like, Wow, so you have a lot to tell me. Is that a lot? Like, how? I said a lot about the conditions. What is it? Is there any medication? What is working for you and all of that? Right. Wow. Unfortunately, nothing to say to me. <laughs> no. so, he, so he was saying, so he was saying to me, well, if you're bold enough to ask me, you have it and you're bold enough to ask me, that means you will have something to say to me. I said, no, my vitiligo is just about, it's not even six months yet. I I am just looking for people. He just told me they've had this for 20 years. He said, well, it doesn't uh, have anything to tell me, just the medication they've been giving him in the hospital. I said, what? Well, he couldn't tell me nothing. Wow. Right? And I said, okay, but can I, you know, when I was about to leave, he now said, can I get your number? Can we still talk about it sometime? I said, fine. So I got his number and, left, and I continued searching for, just on the streets, I would just be on the lookout. Yeah. And I saw, I think I saw one other person, then I saw an Indian who, I don't know if I would say he inspired it all or, but he just made me feel like I was going insane. He was just telling me, why are you worried over nothing? This is not, why are you, why are you disturbing yourself? So, so I said, sir, I am not disturbing myself. I'm trying to find people who are, 
been whose heart this thing for a while. I just I wanted you. to hear your experience. Right. What have you done? What is it like? Is it that he just kept telling me, see, I don't worry myself about it. It's nothing, it's nothing, this, mm. that. So when I go home, I said, that means something is wrong with me. If this man, because his own is quite, you know, the expensive, the universal bit like I was like, if this man is saying it's not in bed, I'm, I'm worried. Then I remember the first person I said he was worried as well. So why? In all, what that uh, did for me was, just because of that, the way the man spoke, and I said, okay, I, I want to start talking about this uh, bit like a thing. Maybe... I don't know. I just said I want to start talking about it. I can't be the only, I can't be insane. I saw that uh, man and all, you know. Good, good. Then I then I met um, a man whose daughter had with like just on her leaves. Mm -hmm. And he told me that he has, uh, uh, he believes his own because he's, he started, his hair started turning white, you know, gray, premature graying of hair, which, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes could be a loss of pigment as well. Right. So he said he believes it. And, you know, when I talked to him, I was like, ah, how come I'm this knowledgeable about it? I was like, me, knowledgeable about it. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, I felt I knew nothing. I was just trying to, you know, but I just still felt I didn't know anything about it. I was just, and so he now said, um, wow, that he would like to know more. So mm -hmm. I now said, okay, that I have met a few people that I, I want to call them. Let's even sit down and start, uh, we'll see uh, let's even talk about this. And I know that when we are together, some people might want to open up and all. And believe me, that was the very first support group meeting when I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't call it. For me, it was just like let's sit down, let's talk. He provided some biscuits and some water, bottle water, and drinks for us. And we used this office, so we had a meeting. I think we had about six or seven people. Everybody was happy mm -hmm. to see other people living with it, and and that was it. And I never looked. Oh, oh no! What I missed something that, before this time. What year was that? This was in 2007, but I missed something before this. I was working with a magazine called True Love West Africa magazine. Mm -hmm. And I had gone to my editor and, uh, okay, I can't remember which came first, but I remember then I I just started enjoying talking about it. I was going to media houses, I have a, something to share. And they were like, what? Everybody was, you know, they, the way I work in, they just wanted to like tell us, they will call some of the, uh, reporters and say, tell us what, what do you want to tell us? I say, it's about this thing I have. I wasn't born this way. I just said, you white. And they were listening to me. So the very first publication was in 2007 by that true love of West mm -hmm. Africa magazine. And the response was something else. And I was like, wow, there's so many people living with it then. You know, so many people were sending messages. So, but everyone was sending messages asking me medication, what they can take. I said, I don't know what you can take. I want to. <laughs> I just want to, the more I talk about it, the more, yeah. you know, it was just like, like I've always said, I I was out there on the street looking for people to mm -hmm. get, people live, living with, like, to share their experiences with me, to yeah. get encouraged. I ended up finding people who needed encouragement more than me, and then encouraging them. Right. I found this fulfillment because Absolutely. it just gave me joy, like, Absolutely. you know. So, so that, that was how it all started. 2007. 2007, yes. So, how it so when did you name the group Vitsaf? It was in 2009. Mm -hmm. Because, um, because as of 2008, they, you know, they started um, advising me, okay, why don't you run an organization? So, why yeah. don't you run, um, 
that this is uh, you can run an NGO like an NGO how mm. you know but you know advices were coming here and there some of them were not uh, non-profit professionals you know just people just felt some people were telling me you know you can make money from non-profit organizations and I didn't understand any of that but then the I can't remember I think it was a lawyer who is a family that said yes you can actually register it if you actually want to you know, run it as a proper organization. I said, okay. So I started trying and it took one year. They couldn't approve a name. Mm -hmm. We tried all sorts. We tried, I changed names. They will come back saying name vague and misleading. What is vitiligo? I had to go to them, um, the Nigerian Association of Dermatologists, their president, to give me a cover note to attach to the For them, yeah, for them to see this is what it's like. It's a medical condition, is, right. you know, to see what it is so that they will approve a name. But still, they didn't approve it until this took like a year because this was between 2018, 2008 and 2009. Mm -hmm. So what, it, what I had to do was I went to their website, got their contact uh, email, and I sent uh, an email. And I, I, the subject of that email was say, SOS or whatever I can remember. There was one very funny thing. So I I did explain what it's like. I listed all the names and I told them, you know, all the ones that I had rejected, I scanned it, attached everything. And I said, I have been trying for a year. I have this condition I attached to my pictures. I have this condition. This is what it's like, you know. And this is what I'm trying to do. We're just trying to create awareness and support each other and all of that. Um. I think it was after two days I was able to check my email and then I saw a reply. Find attached and approved name for your organization. They gave me this. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly that. what the, tell us exactly what those initials mean. Vitsaf. Vitiligo Support and Awareness Foundation. Vitiligo Support and Awareness Foundation. So it originally yeah. kicked off in 2009. Well, 2009, yes, we we inaugurated in 2009, yeah. Excellent. When did you then get in contact with Yon Valley of Research, the Vitiligo Research Foundation, and how did World Vitiligo came to be? Okay, um, first of all, I came in contact with uh, Professor Raymond Boyce. Oh, I need to get in touch with him. It's been a long time. He was the first person I found online. Um, he was the president of uh, National Vitiligo Foundation at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they are still in existence. National Vitiligo Foundation, they are somewhere in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Ohio? Ohio, Ohio yeah. I think, yes. Yeah. So he was the first person. He was actually in Nigeria for our inauguration. He did come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, he was the first person I met with and um, learned, you know, much more about Vitiligo uh, from him. And I know, I, I will mention it now because I know you are still going to ask me about the color purple, you know, how it came about. Um, it was from them. I just asked him because their color was purple then. Mm -hmm. And then I just wanted to go with whatever that is. You yeah. know, I, I didn't come the will. I just wanted to like, it's something already established let's work with that that's right so that's right yeah so um i asked him and he said um yeah the color is purple but i found out later that's actually their brand color mm. but then i found out uh purple stands for royalty and for me we are royals so that's right i was, was <laughs> yes and i was just good with it i'm like no this um 
works. So the work with LIGO thing actually, um, I had mentioned to him when he came to Nigeria that I would like to meet with Michael Jackson. This was before Michael Jackson passed. Mm -hmm. I think Michael Jackson passed a few months afterwards. I think it passed 2009, June, right? Okay. I don't remember the exact the date. No, no. The, the... Okay. But yeah, okay. But our immigration was in April. So and when I told him that, and he was like, You are brave. You want to meet him? I said, Yes. I just we, we need to talk about Vitiligo. We need to, you know, we need to do something about Vitiligo. And you know, I just said that to him. He said, Well, he believes I can get that, I can pull that off. So I remember Latoya replied my message on YouTube like two times or so, this, this sister. Yeah. But that was it. Uh, yeah. So then, like I was saying, this um, group, uh, there's this social network as well called, is that with Lego Friends or something then? It was quite active then. Uh, founded or rather started by Steve um, Hagedon also. Yes. Yes, I remember him. Yeah. Well. Hello? I remember him as well. Yes. So he had, um, I, I was just talking, I had mentioned it to uh, Professor Ramon Voice that it would be nice to have a day. How come there is no day? And he said he thinks there are, there are days people celebrated. I know then uh, India was celebrating it May 19th. Um, and the Spain, was it Spain also, was doing June 21. You know, different dates for different uh, places. Right. And, and um, I had written some few emails saying, what do you all think? Can we um, think of a date that will be, you know, a universal date for everybody anywhere in the world? And all, but I got no reply. Then um, Stefan had sent a message to me saying, what do I think? That he's thinking it would be nice to have a, to mark it like I said, yes, that would be that I'm off for that. <laughs> So I waited for him, sent two messages, like after a month, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember exactly now, but I waited for uh, a reply from him. <laughs> but eventually it came and he said, he wrote um, some big, big organizations. There were a few of them then, though. but he said none of them replied. That was the only one that replied. <laughs> so I said, yeah, but that's enough. Both of us can, can get it on, Move forward, but he yeah. never, yeah, but he never, that was it. He just left it there. He never pushed or tried to like, well, I thought if he did on his own that I didn't know about, but based on the discussion, let's do this, he never responded again. When he told me that the organization he expected to respond, they respond and all. Hmm. So I started pushing. So I started pushing, I started writing. I, I, I know I sent about 20 emails to some organizations, no response. <laughs> and then, um, if, if not till now, then maybe your veil will remember, but I can't even remember how I got in touch with him. But they were still online in my sending emails and all of that. And there was a response that was like, You mean you are looking at this? You want to do this? That, that, who said yes. Jan is saying this. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember if I was the one that, but it must have been me that reached out because anything that concerns me, like I would just get your email and I send a mail. Right. There was no getting any response, but I believe that somehow somebody will respond. Mm -hmm. And I know I wrote uh, the, the Spanish one or so, or the Indian one. I was just, what I thought was their contact was what I was sending email to. Can we have a dialogue? Can we agree on the date? Yeah. And I'm proposing June 25th, the day Michael Jackson died, because right. I found out that there were about three to four million hits on the Tlaigo website mm -hmm. two days after he passed. Yeah. So I just felt 
I don't know any day that can give us this kind of awareness. I don't know any day can that can give us this kind of uh, um, um, attention. Um, yeah, yes, attention and all of that. So I just stuck to it. And I know somebody kind of argued with me, why June 25 and all. I said, well, my birthday is June 14. If it's about me, I will choose my birthday. But, but it's not about me. Right. This is about us. Yes. I mean, I don't know. As then, as I then I said, for me, he is the he is the biggest celebrity. I don't know if there's any bigger celebrity now right. than Michael Jackson that ever lived in this condition. That I don't think that anything is wrong with that. That this is just my thought. This is why I am pushing for this date. Yeah. So it was it was when Leon Veil came on board that wow that it kind of you know there's now another person. But before then, I've been disturbing everybody on social media. No, you were doing <laughs> you really know? good. You were working. That was very good. Yeah. How did yeah. um coming together in Detroit happen in 2013? And then I'll ask okay. you in 2016. Okay, in 2013, I was invited. But you know, in 2011, we had the very first one here yes, in Lagos. Yes, I heard that, yeah. You know, that yeah. 25th of June and then all of that. And, you know, then 2012. Then 2013, that was my very first time in the U.S. Yeah. Yonville invited me, you know, to come for that uh, event. And that was how the journey, you know, continued, you know, talking about it, LIGO. I have not been talking much, but I am not, I am not because I don't want to, but because I am working on some stuff and fonts has been an issue, but with LIGO is the first love, it's my passion, oh, it brought yes. me to where I am. Oh, and I am, know that. I am not dropping with LIGO for, I am coming, yes, we have to, yeah. um, there's so much we need to do. Um, well, I know when Jan, Jan told me about you and Valerie, you got to get to meet her and whatever. And it was so excited when we, the vision for 2016. And 2016, yes. What was your thought when you heard about that? And it was, it was wonderful. It was amazing. That I must, be, I must confess, I must confess that is the, my best Belago meeting or with LIGO gathering so far, you know, because I had people from all over. Yes. It was just fun. It was just like being with family and, oh, wow. It was it was just a, such a wonderful time being with family and everything. And, and I can't wait to see that happen again. Oh, yes. Maybe I'll bring you all to Africa this time. I don't <laughs> know, but I can't wait. <laughs> now, I know when I put the yes. announcement out that you were one of the, the speakers on the Capitol steps, Oh, the response yeah. were out of this world because you are known, wow. you are known and loved, wow. and so if you don't wow. know that, you are loved. I am humbled, so, and that is why I said I am coming back. I am coming back because Bitlago, we have to, we have to make that the social impact. I mean, yeah. we have to get people to live and live the life they want. Yeah. We have to get to that point when, when you mention Bitlago, someone will like, oh, okay, I know that. Not like what is with LIGO because they say ask that question. I mean, we, I would say we have scratched the surface, but yes. we haven't. Um, there's a whole lot of work to be done. Well, and I'm so, I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so happy with all the support groups we have all around the world. Yeah. I know quite a number of people were coming to my inbox. What do you think? I want to do this, and I was so happy, like encouraging. Let's do this. You can do it. Yeah. Even when do just do it at your own space and at your own time. Whatever you can do, do. Use your social media. You don't have to spend money. Get right. your friends. Just talk about it. Somebody will tell somebody that will tell somebody that will tell somebody. And 
it will continue like that, that's yes. How, that's how it's done. That is exactly how it, it's done. And you're right. There's so many um, groups out there now. The word is getting yeah. out. People are coming together. I mean, from 2016, 2017 in Detroit, 2018 here in Massachusetts, 2019 in Houston was unbelievable. Yes, we've wow. missed 2020. We've missed 2021, yeah. but we're telling people we're looking for a massive turnout um, next year. Um, we pray 2022, COVID, yes. COVID go away because we're ready to get yes. together. Our family wants yes. to come together. Yes. So what's yeah. next for VITSAF out there in Africa? Mm. What next for VITSAF? <laughs> a whole lot, like I said. Um, I am focusing now trying to build my social enterprise because it's it's not been it's not been easy. Um it's not been you know, I feel bad most times when I have programs that I have planned but I can't carry them through. I can't do them because of funding. So yeah. I have just decided to I have just decided to like okay play it down and build a social enterprise. I want to run the programs. I want to run programs as in open the pocket and take money and run the programs how I want to run it. Mm -hmm. I don't want a situation whereby each time I want to run anything, I'm expecting funding from here that hardly ever comes. You know, it gets frustrating sometimes. Yes. It might come when it, it might not come when you want it. It might come and I mean you and me knows that there's actually no funding for it like like most of the conditions out there. That's the one one be truth, but it was hard that, um, before. It was hard before the pandemic, and I tell you, even now with pandemic, it's worse. But we have to go. It's ahead. worse. We have to continue. Yeah, it's exactly. We just have to continue, and um, you know that's what I'm. Because sometimes when I talk with people, I just understand. Like, okay, where do you? Um, expect this person to get the funding to do this. Running itself affected me in so many ways because at some point, affected me well. Much there's much more positive things to say. I mean, so much to say, you know, about it. But affected me the other way. I'm talking about. I was so passionate at some point, obsessed that I couldn't separate it from Ogo. Mm -hmm. So it was all about if I have. And I'm, it's going into bit sad. So at some time, it became so difficult for me to even leave to pay my bills and all of that. So when I woke up, it was just like, wow, where have I been? What is happening? Man, I need to get me going to be able to do what I am doing. So for bit sad, there's a whole lot coming. Um, but I, I will tell you the truth. One thing I'm looking at now is because somehow here, I don't know, I haven't done any survey, but I can I can just say it and quote it that like 90% of people living with vitiligo want medication. They want medication, they want vitiligo, they want to wake up and vitiligo is gone. Yeah. They want miracle and all of that. And at some point, because of this demand, I almost tilted towards that way. I am not a doctor. I'm not trying to find the treatment for people. I'm trying to find a way for us. For me, it's for us to... We have this condition. Doctors are doing their research. Mm -hmm. How do we live while this uh, treatment comes? Mm -hmm. You don't put your life on hold. You don't continue living in denial mm -hmm. because there's no treatment. You have to live. You have to function. So that is me. That is the part of it for me. So I really have to, if I struggle to get myself off it. Like, no, I don't provide medication. But if I see something that works as someone shared, that I'm sure 
with evidence that I'm so sure that this person is saying it works for me. I can share it and you can try, but I won't give you 100% assurance that it will work for you. What I have tried and worked for me, I can share it with you. If you want to try, try. But to say this stuff is all about finding uh, medications for uh, for people. No, I, I struggle to get the organization to stop looking that way because that is right. not what it says. With like support and awareness foundation, we we'll support each other physically, right. emotionally, mentally, you know, and socially. So that's your um, goal. You're encouraging them to live their life even in the midst of their vitiligo, and we we're the same. In, yeah, we are doing yeah, the same. Exactly. Accused of of pushing. Um, you know, treatment and whatnot. Our idea is to encourage people to be empowered, to know what it is that you're dealing with, but to live your exactly. best life now, like Oprah would say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, because what I say is, what can we, you, you don't put your life on hold because it can nope. end tomorrow. No. Nope. Like the day we see is the day we are living. That's it. Why fold your hands, lock yourself up, to say okay because i have it like i know it's tough it was yes. tough for me yes. even though mine wasn't for long i was able to conquer it maybe after five years or something to come out fully to like i am living my life stare at me at your own i don't see you even if i see you if i want to answer you i answer you but you see this me i am living my life i am yes. working i am doing what i want to do with me and being me on my own terms but then sometimes when you say it, people say, but it's difficult. I know it's difficult, but people mm -hmm. are doing it. It takes you to understand that it has happened. You have no control over this. Yeah. If there's anything you can do to help yourself, the truth is, this. one truth I keep saying is, you just have to make some lifestyle, lifestyle changes. That's it. If it's progressive, maybe stopping to do this or stopping to do that, increasing your exercise and all of that might help boost your immune. Mm -hmm. Eating this and eating that might help your immune. I don't discuss diet. I discuss lifestyle because you can sustain lifestyle, but you can't sustain diet. I don't know. Some people might, but I've seen people trying to do that. Six months, they fall out. Yes. Yeah. Keep telling people, you just have to find that lifestyle you can sustain it might be tough from the beginning but just start this yeah. thing you know is not healthy for you don't do it that person is doing it they don't have the condition that you have you mm -hmm. have this so see how you can and that's why i am very 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 strong on patient empowerment understand what you're dealing with to know and be able to take informed decisions about your condition and it, when you are when you when you are informed Every time they can cry on the street won't stop you to tell you, oh, if you take this vitiligo, we'll go. You'll be able to tell them, okay, this is the cause. Oh, yeah, because this, this is what happens here in Nigeria. I don't know if it's like that in all over Africa, but people stop you every day to suggest, oh, when you take this, oh, yeah. vitiligo goes. Oh, and yeah. I will always ask them, I will always ask them, what is this that I'm living with? Some will tell you, oh, it's in a fireball. I said, okay, sorry, mm. you have no whatever. You don't even know what you are prescribing or suggesting something for. Right. But when we're not informed, we can ask them these, these questions, you know? So, so that's what, and I think we, we really need to do more. We let the doctors do their research and they continue to come up with the medications and all yeah. of that. But yeah. why this is going on, we what need we to leave. Yeah. Yes, we need to live, we need to lead the life we want. We need to achieve things we want to achieve for our lives. Having vitiligo cannot stop our dreams. We shouldn't let it stop mm, our dreams. That's good. That's yeah. great. And, and yeah. I always throw in to all of that that you've said, find people. So here I am selling support group. Find people that you can be with, be around, who can understand, who can relate, exactly. who can encourage you, and who can ultimately is your family on this journey? You know, exactly. Don't be alone. You don't have to be alone. We're here. 
Like you, yes. Ogo, walking the streets and looking for people. Family, you're looking to identify your family. And so here you are. Exactly. Connect with your family. Connect with support groups. Before that's, you that, that's the truth. Okay. So sorry, I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to add something and add it to what you said. Do not I'm telling people now, do not be afraid to walk away from bad energy, be it family. You don't need that. You do not, no matter how, be it family, be it anyone, walk away from that bad energy. That's because it. they keep, like you I said from it. the beginning, they keep, you don't need it, you don't even need it at all when you are trying to live your life. They might come around, if they don't come around, continue, there are billions of people around this world. You will That's find right. there so many people and learn to, learn to, learn to enjoy your alone time, your alone time. Mm. You'll be fine, we will all be fine. Oh, right? that's good. Because they give you the impression that without me, no, you can do without him or her. You that's can good. very well do without him or her. Walk away from bad energy. We don't need it in any way. Ooh, I'll be fine. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. What the bad energy is going to do is just to pull you down. You don't need to be pulled down. Pull you down. No. Yeah. And when you pull you down, they're happy. Yeah. I don't know why they're more often happy when they pull you down. No matter what. Because I remember someone saying, Imagine the way she's what was she somebody said it actually to my hearing. What is she feeling like? Mm. Because because <laughs> because someone said something about my visual. I said, Oh, that's my white tattoo. Do you have issues with that? And I told her, sorry, and this white tattoo is not the type you can ever get from any tattoo, tattoo parlor or tattoo salon or tattoo, whatever. And she was like, What's she feeling like? I said, feeling like I got some white tattoo that I can never have. It was an issue. Yeah, she but... became she became angry. Yeah, yes. well, jealous, angry, or something. So these are the things you walk away from. I don't know why they expect you because you have it. You should be your happiness shouldn't exceed certain way. Or why? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are humans. We have every right that every other person has. Yes, we've got two colors. We shouldn't be proud of that, sir, because these two colors, man, you don't get it anyhow. You don't. You don't pick it on the streets. You know? We're special. We're uniquely yeah. designed. People are paying big money for these tattoos. When God has exactly. tattooed us just the way he wants. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Ogo, I've been yeah. wanting to do this for how long? Oh my goodness, for years. So this, is, so this is part one. This is only part one. We have to get in part Okay. Two. Thank you so much. Thank you so okay. much. And listen, feel better. And thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Any day, anytime. God yeah. bless you. Stay well. Stay safe. Thank you. Love Thank you, you so, so much. much. My love to be LIGO friends and everyone out there. Happy work with LIGO there once again, people. Love you. <laughs>